Waterfall, the CCW podcast. Hello and welcome to Waterfall. This is the Water Saving Podcast. It's brought to you by CCW, that's the Consumer Council for Water. I'm Mike and I'm here with the water saving guru. That is Karen. Hi, Karen. Hello, Mike. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. Looking forward to talking about water again. Good. Well, we know we know you love it. And if people have been listening to our previous episodes, you'll have seen, uh, you'll have heard that we have talked about water around the home. We've been in the garden. I know you loved that, didn't you? Yes. Uh, where else have we been? We've been in the loo. Yes, we did seem to spend a lot of time in the bathroom. One of my one of my favourite places. Uh, and today we are going to the kitchen and we'll be looking at ways you can save water, save money, help the environment and combat climate change through taking simple steps to reduce your water use in the kitchen. The kitchen is, after all, for, for the majority of us, the most important room in the house and an absolute swirling whirlpool of wasted water. It is my favourite room, one of my favourite rooms. Well, arguably, well, the toilet. But, uh, but, you know, obviously it's lunchtime when we're recording and this talk of the kitchen is making me hungry. So Karen, I'm looking to you. You brought any snacks? Um, no, I'm afraid not. Do you know what? I knew that. I knew she wouldn't. I just knew she wouldn't. Uh, so I've brought my own. I've brought my own. My snacks are here. I've got, I genuinely got some snacks. Uh, I think producer Tom had already caught the snacks and his, uh, he was drooling a bit. Um but yeah, we'll be finding out in this show all about how to save water in the kitchen. Now, don't forget, you can contact the show uh, at podcast at ccwater.org.uk. And quite incredibly, Karen, people have been in touch. <laughs> that is a- 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 amazing. And we've had some we've had some feedback. We've had some funny feedback. We've had some useful feedback. And we've had suggestions for future episodes, which is great. And some direct feedback, actually, which... Uh, pulled us up that in the, the episode in the bathroom that we didn't mention that some people collect water in the shower when they're waiting for it to heat up and then they use that water to flush the loo. Oh, that's a good idea. It is a good idea. I wonder what they use to collect the water. Bucket, I would imagine. Doesn't it go all over the place in the shower? Um, no, it depends because you can always sort of detach the shower head and put that in the bucket. Yeah, good point, good point. Sounds messy. Uh, but but a good tip nonetheless. CCW, passionate about championing the best interests of everyone who uses water, now and in the future. Now, I am particularly excited uh, about today's episode because not only are we in the kitchen, but we also get to talk about my favourite piece of research that, that we've ever done called Sink Sense. So we do lots of research at CCW to understand people and what they think and their views on all sorts of things related to water. And uh, Sink Sense was where we uh, basically snooped on people. And that's fantastic. We talked about snooping in one of the earlier episodes when we talked about the uh, hosepipe ban and snooping. But this was uh, snooping with permission. Uh, so we're finding out more about sync sense later in in the show so today we're going to split the show into a bunch of chunks we're going to be covering the bit that everyone enjoys in the kitchen which of course is cooking and eating and then we'll be moving to the dreaded washing up and the laundry i don't know about your houses but i'm tend to be responsible for the washing up in, in my house can we talk about sync sense yet karen uh not yet no oh please <laughs> to cooking um, it's always a good idea to keep water in mind um, so that you can uh, try to avoid wasting unnecessary water use while you're doing it so um, 
Knowing how much water you should use is probably um, a bit of a difficult question because it all depends on what you're cooking. It depends, doesn't it, <laughs> It does, it always does. Um, but one of the useful things that you can do is always try to use, if you're going to be um, using water to cook pasta or vegetables or things like that, to use a, um, a pan that's the right size. Um, just enough water to, to cook whatever you need to cook. I'm sure there might be some chefs listening who are going to disagree with this, though. Because I'd heard that if you're doing vegetables, use just the right amount of water to cover the vegetables if you're mm -hmm. boiling. But if you're doing pasta, max out on the water. And I know that's not great for water efficiency, but, you know, if you've got delicate taste buds, you've got to get that right. You know, al dente won't be happy if you've got the wrong amount of water. But the, the important thing is you can always use that water afterwards on something else. So... If you can um, wait for that water to cool down, you can then potentially use that water on your plants, on your garden. Wise words, Karen, and that's why you're the guru and I'm not. <laughs> um, the other thing is when you're preparing your fruit and vegetables, um, rather than um, running them under a tap to wash them, it's always a good idea to maybe use a bowl of water to do it. And it's that way, it's just, it's just as thorough, but at the same time, you're not wasting unnecessary amounts of water. That's a really easy tip, actually, isn't it? Because I've found that, it, for me, it's when you're doing the baked potatoes and you're giving them a quick once-over. It's dead easy to whack the tap on, and before you know it, you've been quite a few minutes of doing it, you know, giving them the old clean, and you could just use a little a bowl to do it. So, yeah, really good tip there. The other thing, of course, is when you're boiling the kettle, and you know, just use enough water for however many cups you're going to be using. Right, I need to talk to you about this again, because uh, there are some serious points. I don't know whether this is just like one of these urban legends or not, but I've heard people say, ooh, you can't twice boil water. You can't use twice boiled water in your tea. That's not allowed. Mm. Have you heard of this? Um, understood that the reason why you were encouraged to only use the right amount of water is because if you fill the kettle up it takes a lot more energy to heat the water. Well that's the sensible reason but there is some thing and I'm not entirely sure why about twice boiled water that you know it's not it's not it's not made to make the right cup of tea the perfect cup of tea. I, I know I did what you shouldn't do okay which was go into the dark place that is the internet to see what it said about this. And, and apparently, and I'm being very careful here, apparently, if you twice boil your water, you obviously some's lost, some water is lost through steam. And if there are impurities in that water and you've lost some of the volume through steam, then the, con the relative concentration of impurities is higher. Now, I would just like to be clear, we have world-class drinking water in this country. So I think that's an absolute nonsense that somehow you're making the water less pure by doing this. Yeah, I, I've not heard that. But, um... I, I cannot believe you've not heard this, Karen. How can the guru not have heard of it? <laughs> well, I mean, I, I think um, regardless of that, you know, the, the, the energy saving element of it sounds like a, you know, a reason in itself to do it. I do like the fact that you're always taking it back to the common sense point of, Actually, energy costs are through the roof. And if you're, if you're just boiling too much, it's a, not a clever thing to do, is it? And can I just quite quickly tell you what my mum does? Now, I know this will be hard to believe, but my mum's a bit of a character. <laughs> and uh, she's great, but she has the most elaborate system for kettle boiling. So she has a kettle, a jug, and a thermos flask. 
And if there's anything left, she transfers it from the kettle to the thermos, puts the lid on the thermos, and then when she wants her next cup of tea, she will save, even if it, even if it's like, you know, a quarter of a cup's worth, you pour that back in the kettle and it's still hot because it's been in the thermos <laughs> and then just tops it up, top, you know, fills it up, tops it up the cold to make the, the, the next kettle worth. Does that make any sense? I mean, that sounded quite convoluted to me. Well, I think that I get the general gist, yes. It does sound like a lot of effort. Well, this is what happens when you're retired. You've got time in your hands to do that. <laughs> but, you know, I'm sure, I'm, I'm sure uh, it actually is a sensible thing to do. And I'm sure that's actually saved them them lots of <laughs> lots of money um, over the years, if not time. Because <laughs> yeah, I suppose you could always pour the water and leave it to go cool, and then put it in the fridge and use it for a squash. Or could that? So you, you've eliminated the thermos last now in this. <laughs> yes. um, are there any other cooking related tips, Karen? Certainly, uh, the one that I'm uh, very fond of is the one that I just mentioned about, you know, sort of storing a jug of water in the fridge, let it go nice and cold, and then it saves you running the tap for the water to get cool. Um, Any cooking-related ones? I'm not sure. It's always a good idea um, to use the refrigerator to defrost food rather than ever running it under a hot tap, which I know some people... Well, we saw that in Sink Sense. Can we talk about Sink Sense? (laughs) Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, defrosting using speed methods tends to be not great uh, and not great for the thing you're trying to defrost as well. Mm. CCW can help you with your complaints. Visit our website to find out more. ccwater.org.uk Moving on from cooking, it's the dreaded cleaning. And now I think I'm allowed, am I allowed, Karen, to talk about the sink sense? Oh, right then. Sink Sense is, I love this piece of research and it, it was so interesting. I know you were heavily involved, Karen, in, in it. Um, I was involved to the extent that I allegedly wrote the introduction to the report. <laughs> <laughs> but, you, but you actually did some proper work. T- tell us about Sink Sense. How did we snoop on people? Well, um, this was an, an idea that we had to try to um, understand whether. What people tended to tell us when we did um, surveys and things like that um, about their water using behaviours was was actually what they did. Because um, often you you can be um, told that people are doing all the right things and, um, you know, that they understand um, the reasons why you need to do things a certain way. But actually when they go home and they're in their normal routines, they, they... they sort of um, relapse into, if you like, you know, their normal behaviours, normal habits around the home. So, so well, people say one thing and do another. Is that basically effect, what you're yeah, saying? Yeah. So, so what did we do then to test that? So basically, we got a small group of people together who agreed to um, let us um, film them at their kitchen sink, and um, we recorded how they went about their normal daily routines and how they use water and the sink more generally, um, as part of their um, day-to-day activity. So we got people who were quite happy to be snooped on with these with these cameras, right? <laughs> on this occasion, yes. Very good. Sounds like a novel technique, because it had been done before. Um, it certainly hadn't been done by us, and I'm, I've, I think it is a fairly unique thing, um, certainly in the water sector. Oh, fantastic. Um, I mean, I, I really liked seeing the outputs of that. Um, and and I learned quite a lot from it. I, I mean, one of the things that really struck me was the 
the array of techniques that people have to wash up, you know, with a ball, without a ball, are you a rinser, are you a runner of the tapper? I mean, there were so many different things that in different ways people people washed up. It was actually quite incredible. The other thing that really struck me as well is that just how much people are creatures of habit. So people do what they do and they do what they do because that's what they've always done. And if people did have habits, it wasted quite a lot of water. It wasn't because they didn't care about the environment or, 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 or were, you know, were happy to waste it. It's just that they were just reverting to the habits that they've always had. And if no one's explained or informed what the issues are, then why would you expect people to do anything differently? So that really struck me. There is a real human side to that is that we are just creatures of habit. And the final thing that really jumped out as well was that a lot of people, when we talked to them related to this research, were keen on doing their bit for the environment. But actually what the, what, what the missing link was, was the, um, that step between what they do in the home with their water and that impact it may have on the environment. And that really was missing, uh, which is a shame because that obviously can help motivate people and, and, and drive behaviours. So, so what, I mean, they were the things I took away, Karen. I mean, and I, I know you were much more deeply involved. So what, did you take anything away that was sort of practical as well? Um, yes, I mean, I, I, th- I think like you, um, you know, it was it was very clear from what we could see and, and, and what the people told us afterwards that, our, you know, people are just not thinking about the way they use water. You know, we've all got busy lives, you know, other things on our minds. Um, and so it's, it's not something that we tend to consciously uh, be spending much time thinking about. Um, I think the other thing for me is that we, we don't always necessarily know how others in the household are using water. Um, you know, we, we tend to presume that we're all doing much the same thing, but it was it was quite interesting how even in the same household people were doing um, slightly different things with their water use and also with the sort of scraping of stuff and rinsing of stuff down the sink. So what you've not mentioned, Karen, is the best bit about SinkSense was when we showed clips back to the people um, who participated of their own behaviour. So it was like goggle box for water. And then you could see the reactions as they saw their own behaviour. And, and do you know what? It was, it was, it was lovely. It was, some of it was funny. Some of it was quite antagonistic when there was couples <laughs> berating each other. You do me what? I, I love those. Now, all those clips are available on our website. We'll put this in the show notes so that people can go and check them out for themselves. So they're all available, all these clips. So you can see the whole research report if you really want to, all 94 pages of it for insomniacs out there. But these clips are really great and they're very short, you know, only like a minute, two minutes each. So go and check those out. We'll put the links in uh, and they're, they're well worth it because some of them are very, very funny. Um, and people particularly seem to like Chicken Man. So you have to go and check out Chicken Man for yourselves. Um, this is a guy who, to the horror of his wife, was chucking chicken fat straight down the drain every time. So yes, it was it, all very interesting. It, it was quite the revelation, wasn't it? So, Karen, I do like to test you. Um, so I have a little quiz lined up. But because you were heavily involved in this, I mean, just to the extent, let's be clear, and I have something I need to, I'm, 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 I'm obliged to say this. Your agent has said I need to mention that, that when we were doing comms for this, um, this report, you ended up on the ITN main evening news. Um, your agent said that if I didn't mention this, you'd refuse to go on this show. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> but it, it was an eye-catching piece of research. You know, and the serious point there is that, yeah, it, it was featured on the ITN evening news. 
uh, which, which is fantastic. You know, that's never happened before for some of our research. And you don't often see this kind of stuff on, on the news. Yeah. I mean, I, th- I think one of the really um, interesting sort of takeaways from the research and, and the interest that was shown in it was that what it did flag is the fact that people don't always um, un- know that there's an alternative way of doing things and what those alternatives might be. And that's, that's another reason why we started doing the podcast, to try to, you know, get information out there that people might not necessarily have heard from other channels. So, Karen, I was got, had a quiz lined up for you, but I realised that you are so involved in SyncSense that I can't ask you because you know all the answers. So I'm going to pick on the silent partner here who, uh, you know, tries to get away with things, but he's not getting away this time. Producer Tom. So Tom hello. again. Hello, Tom. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm glad to glad to be on this show. Big fan. <laughs> Big fan. You would say that. You're the producer. Um, so, so I'm testing you on SyncSense, and I know yes. you have not seen this. So uh, so we, we, there's 15 households that we use in SyncSense. Mm-hmm. Um, so out of those uh, households, there's quite a lot of variation in the amount of times things were done yeah. in the kitchen sink. So what I'm going to ask you is to, to have a guess at the maximum amount of times these things were done. So okay. bear with it. So how many times a day was the kitchen sink tap used? What was the maximum uh, the households we, we followed. I'm going to wager, Mike, uh, around 25. 20 times. No, the maximum number of times mm. the kitchen sink tap was used was 58. 58? 58. I know. God. That's incredible. Um, what was the maximum number of times a household did the washing up? So out of the 15 households. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm thinking about times of the day, meals, etc. I'm going to say 10. 10 maybe. 28. 20. Wow. 28. It's like a banquet hall or something. Yeah, or just someone who's very, very overweight. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure. Um, what, was, what was the maximum daily length that a kitchen sink tap ran for? So total, total oh, yeah. running time of the tap. Yeah, I mean, look, we can all be negligent. I'm, I'm going to say 20 minutes. There must have been a tap going for. Very, very good. 23 minutes. 23 so minutes. Get, you're getting yeah. a point there yeah. after your abject yeah. failure on the first two. Um, <laughs> And then um, the, the final question is mm. the maximum length of time a tap brand for in a single in a single use. Oh, wow. Um, so if 23, I mean, there's a clue in the last question. So if 23 was the total, yeah. it's obviously going to be less than 23. Yeah, yeah. Um, surely about 10 minutes. Surely someone was that egregious. Close enough. 14 mm. minutes. 14. So yeah, not bad, not bad. Not Wild. bad. Two, 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 two out of four. Okay, I have some sink sense, but not... You, you do, you do. Very good. Um, he certainly got that sinking feeling when he tried to do that quiz. Um, so sink sense, what a, what a good piece of research, though, uh, and, and told us tons of stuff. Um, and it is well worth checking out if you're interested, particularly the, the clips uh, that, are, that are there, available from our website and in the show notes. So obviously washing dishes did come up quite a lot, um, and the different techniques. So, I mean, the best thing to do is if you're washing dishes by hand, turn the water off, you know, um, when, you're not, when you're not rinsing. Um, and actually, it's best to use a bowl and fill that bowl up. That is the, the best technique. I do have a question about rinsing, Karen, because I know some people say don't bother rinsing at all. Well, where do you stand on rinsing? Um, well, I only ever do a few bits by hand because I tend to sort of, you know, stick everything in the dishwasher. But um, I, I, I often think that it's about um, 
how much uh, washing up liquid you're using, and you know we probably end up using far more washing liquid, washing up liquid than we need to. So. Um, so lay off the washing up yeah. liquid is so, your is your tip there. And, and as I say, I you know I don't tend to see the need to rinse in that because yeah. of that. So use a bowl, don't have the tap running, and don't rinse unless it's really necessary. Yeah, I think is it seems to be what the guru has spoken. Um, uh, and if you've got a, 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 a I don't know a saucepan or something that's particularly sort of got a lot of you know food on it. You can always just soak that and until it's clean, and then um, you don't have to do too much rinsing afterwards. And what you could do is soak your pots, and this is what I do actually. If I've got a lot of pots to wash and I'm waiting for the hot water to come through, I use the water that is not hot while I'm waiting to fill up all the pots to soak them in the cold water. Right. Okay. That's a good way to use that yeah, water. I'm, I'm going to have to start thinking about this a lot more. Well, yeah, I just think it puts that that you know the lag time water to good use. Um, so, what were other tips then to uh, to, to for related to washing up? I mean, one way is we could just try and reduce the amount of washing up. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I um, I quite like the idea of these sort of um, one pot meals um, or one pan meals, even you know, um, because that way you know you're reducing the amount of um, washing up that you're having to do, and um, you know it. It's a quicker way of cooking as well. And the other thing we can do related to that is not necessarily one pot, but actually cooking in batch. So you make two or three meals in one go. So it's the same amount of pans, but a lot more volume in there. So then you're, you're freezing some of the stuff and don't forget to don't defrost by running it under the hot tap. But, um, <laughs> but, but, but that's another way of cutting down the washing up too, and that's a time saver as well. And, and actually kind of economies of scale too, which is always good when we're looking at ways to, to save water and, and save money too. Any, any other tips, Karen? Um, well, I mean, in thinking about um, what's going down the sink, um, certainly frying less food is um, a, a, a way of making sure that not only um, the, the, uh, that what you're doing is you're avoiding um, sort of filling the washing up uh, bowl with lots of oily water that is going to end up either down the sink because you wouldn't really be able to use that on anything else. No, that's a that that's a good good one too. I, I've seen people scrape their dishes or even rinse them before they put in the dishwasher. To to me, that sounds not right. I mean, is is a, again is that a thing, Karen? Um, I think the problem is that um, people sometimes pre- presume that it's fine to just let anything uh, rinse down the, the the kitchen sink. And you do have to be really careful because you can get build-ups that cause blockages and all kinds of problems. So if you've got things like um, fats and oils in the bottom of pans, it's best to wait till they cool down and you can either scrape them straight into the bin or put them in a container and put that in the bin. Um, so you know you should really try what you can to avoid putting anything um, underwater down your sink. So scraping your plates clearly sensible, but don't scrape them into the sink. Absolutely. Um, and, and putting them, and putting our unscraped plate into the dishwasher again is equivalent of just scraping it down the down the drain, isn't it? Because it all ends up in the same place. So scraping them into the bin yeah. is 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 the message there. Good. That makes a lot of sense. The human body is roughly sixty percent water. This podcast is one hundred. The other the other thing we do in our house, and then there's five of us in our house, is we try and use the same glasses of water, glasses all day. Um, because if there's five of you and you're using like a fresh glass every single time, you can imagine you can use like literally like 
20, 30 cups in a day, which is just, which is just a hell of a lot of washing up. So actually trying to do that. I mean, the biggest challenge is remembering who's cups who. <laughs> um, that's, that's, that's the key thing. Um, but that's another way of just avoiding, avoiding dishes and avoiding the need to do that, that, that washing up. The other sort of good piece of advice for, for everyone really is just to make sure you use a full load as well in the dishwasher. Yes, absolutely. Um, and, um, you know, the same applies to a washing machine. Um, you know, if you're using them only when you have a full load, um, you're not only saving water, but you're also saving energy as well, which is, you know, a, a really important aspect to this. Now, I love working out the stats on this sort of stuff. And if you always, if you use a full load every time and you could, by doing that, you could maybe eliminate two loads a week of your dishwasher for, a, you know, if you're a, a family and this sort of applies in our household. Um, if you did that and eliminated two less loads a week of your dishwasher, you could save, this is unbelievable, 115 quid a year. Wow. That's an estimate you know, based on the current prices for energy and water. And that's a lot of saving. We d- I did the same calculation for a, um, for a washing machine. Now, bear in mind, a washing machine uses 50 litres, roughly 50 litres of water per load. So if you knocked two loads out a week, that's 100 litres of water. And of course, there's energy costs on that. And that comes to 70, about 70 pounds a year as well. So... That's decent savings, again, from just changing habits. And it's at this point that we consistently make, and I know you agree with this, it's got the guru's stamp of authority, (laughs) but this isn't about making big sacrifices, is it? No, absolutely not. This is about making small changes that hopefully will just start to become second nature to you. Waiting for the for the hot tap to, to get hot can, can waste a lot of water too, can't it? Yeah, if, if you're letting it just run down the sink. Um, this is why I keep a jug by the kitchen sink so that um, I can collect that water and use it somewhere else. Yeah, this was something you've been talking about before. So I did an experiment in my house earlier in the week with the kids. I pretended it was a kid's experiment, but really it was, it was, it was for my benefit. I got one of them to film it, actually. I've stuck it on Twitter. If, you, if people are interested, put a link to it in the show notes. So uh, to work out how much water is collected, uh, just in my house, so, uh, you know, non-scientific, non-statistically significant sample. Um, but it was eight litres in my kitchen, um, which is more than I thought it would be. Uh, if I tried to estimate, you know, I would have said maybe four, but it was, it was double that, eight litres. So I collected it in jugs, then put that in a watering can, and I'm going to use that in the garden. Um, ironically, when I did it, there was a thunderstorm kicking off. So so I have, I've, I've stuck it outside the back door in the watering can for the moment, um, and, I, and I will will use it when it stops raining. I mean, you don't say that very often this summer. Um, but... I always think to use that water for the plants in the garden. So in the summer, that's that's something I would do. But what about other times of year, Karen? Do you have any tips what you could do with that water? Um, well, it, there are all kinds of things you can do. You could use it to help clean your patio if you've got a patio or the hard surfaces if you've got a front garden that's um, paved over. Um, you know, there are, there are lots of things that you can use, use it for. I mean, the, the plants in, inside the house as well. Yep, very good. Good suggestions. That's what I like to hear. Um, any other kitchen sink tips there, Karen, while we're, on, while we're at the sink still? Um, well, the obvious one is, is if you've got a, a, a leaking tap. So, um, you know, try to get that um, sorted out. Because if, particularly if you're on a uh, water meter, that water is running to waste and it's costing you money. Um, anywhere between um, sorry, 30 litres and 200 litres of water can be lost in a day. Wow, that's, that's, that's a lot. And actually, we're looking at leaks more widely in, in, in the next episode of, of Waterfall. That's right, yes. 
Um, this was something that came up in prep for this show that I wasn't really thinking about, which was this, um, which was actually a kitchen floor. And you obviously use water to mop your floor and if you've got a hard surface. Uh, and actually, if you just mop up your spills immediately and clean up those uh, those spillages, which is, again, is something I don't really do, um, then you can keep your floor cleaner for longer and then you don't have to do as many big mops. Okay. <laughs> I love that. That's Karen's voice. For, yeah, I don't do that one. <laughs> True or false, Karen? <laughs> um, well, um, I keep my kitchen floor clean. <laughs> well, I see your house on these Zoom calls that we're all on, and, uh, and, and your house is always pristine. Mine, on the other hand, not so. Um, so we've, I think, one more thing I just wanted to touch on, actually, and I did this yesterday. So again, we do try on Waterfall to be completely authentic with the tips and hints we're giving. And... Uh, tumbler dryers. Now, I try not to use a tumble dryer, but sometimes you have to, and actually, you know, particularly if there's thunderstorms kicking off. And I was actually using the tumbler dryer, and we've got a condenser tumbler dryer, so it's a tank that fills up. Oh, right. And I always do this. When it's full, I use it as a flush in the toilet. It works perfectly as a flush. Mm. So I, it needs to be filled. I go to the loo, and I use the condensed water from the tumbler dryer. That's a really practical tip. Although I have to say, I'm so sloppy at this. And uh, I mean, this isn't, no, this isn't a recurring theme of peeing on the floor that came up in the bathroom episode. <laughs> oh, we're not the, going back the, there, no, are we? <laughs> no, no, but I am quite sloppy when I'm trying to pour the tumbler dryer water down the toilet and quite a lot misses. So the, so the bathroom floor gets a wash as well. <laughs> um, don't get any credit for that, though. So another another good tip though, um, and just you know simple ways of, of of using that excess water. So that's it for this episode of Water. We've been in the kitchen. I'm happy that we've talked about Sing Sense. I absolutely love it. It's well worth checking out. Uh, Google bottle of water. I mean, um, well, it's 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 certainly really interesting, and I'm sure that when people watch some of the clips, they'll recognise their own habits when they do. Um, and I think, again, it's well worth remembering that, that saving water will save, can save energy and can save money. And, you know, just from a couple of things mentioned, using full loads in your washing machine, full loads in your dishwasher, can literally save hundreds of pounds a year. Again, all these tips are well worth remembering and just keeping top of mind so you can change your habits in a really, really easy and straightforward way. And the fact that Mike and I can manage to, to do them means that they must be fairly easy to do. I, I think that is a great test. Uh, and all these things, we need a stamp for the show approved by by the guru and an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so look, don't forget to get in touch with the show if you have any questions, uh, comments, feedback, ideas for future episodes. We would absolutely love to hear from you. Um, I just want to say, though, that I don't want to name names, but... But one of the two hosts hasn't been pulling their weight when it comes to responding to the feedback. I don't want to name names, but she's she's not been responding to the emails and leaving it all to me. And then you want to say, Karen, on that? Um, I will promise to do my part as we go. I was wondering if you actually had access to that in those emails. <laughs> not at the moment, yeah. no. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. I think so. Oh, well, something for us to, 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 to take off here. Um, but, but yeah, so, but please do get in touch with podcast at ccwater.org.uk. Thank you for listening. I've had a blast. I'm Mike Hill. And I'm Karen, and it's goodbye from us. <laughs>